0: Chad, you didn't give me very much time today, but I made it. Wonderful. So good to see you. Happy Father's Day. This is a, a special day, I think, for us dads and granddads. And I want us to, to visit about that. I want us to visit about that blessing on Father's Day. And, and dads, the challenge for today, I'll go ahead and give you the, the end of the story. The challenge for us today is that Father's Day shouldn't be about what we get from our kids, but what we give to our kids. Now we bless them and nurture them. If you're a dad or a granddad, obviously if you're a granddad, you're a dad, but would you all stand? We'd just have a prayer of blessing for our, our fathers today as we get started. Yeah. Good job, dads. Let's pray. Father, wow. You're our dad. What a What a challenge for those of us that are earthly fathers. And yet we know because of your grace and your mercies that even when we fail, you can redeem us, you can redeem our children and our grandchildren. And so today we come to worship you because you are the Heavenly Father, you are the Creator God, you are the the saving God. You call us unto yourself. You have sacrificed for us, given yourself for us. And that example looms large in our lives. It's an example that draws us to You and and draws us to be better earthly fathers. So Lord, for these, these men that are here today, I pray that You would bless them, give them strength, give them courage. Give them the ability to love their wives and to love their children and their grandchildren as You have called us to. Father, thank you for today. I thank you for these men that have found their way even on this Sunday of difficulties getting around and of being out that they've been able to come and to worship you today in this place. And we pray for all those fathers that are at home worshiping with us online that they would know your presence and your strength and example even as we share together in your word. And it's in the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Well... Dads, I think you probably would agree one of the great, great gifts that God gives us is the privilege of being a father. You know, it's, it's an incredible task. It's an incredible undertaking, responsibility that we, that we enter into, that we walk into, certainly not lightly. And so uh, as a father today... As a father of four, I'd like to, to share a little bit from, from the Scriptures, from God's Word. I'd like for us to look at one of the, the stories of one of the fathers of, of the Old Testament and in our, our time of wandering, a family that, that certainly wandered in so many different ways. And so um, I'd like to share with you this concept. You've, you've heard me talk about it before, and it certainly didn't originate with me. And so I hope you've heard of it before. But it's, it's the concept and the idea of the blessing. And certainly, I would say that moms need to bless their children as well. But today, let's focus on our fathers and the blessing of the father. Uh, women, moms, grandmothers, understanding that, that you also share in that responsibility towards your children as well in blessing them. You see, children by nature seek the blessing of their parents. Those who have, have never received the blessing of their father or their mother live life with with an emptiness or a void within them they wander aimlessly through life seeking to find that that approval that blessing that word of love and affirmation from their fathers some of us some some of us i, I know Children that that struggle into adulthood, even after their fathers have passed, being driven by this this search for their father's blessing, even in in the voice of their mind, even in their dreams, to, to hear their father come and say, Oh, son, oh, daughter, I'm proud of you. I bless you. Well done. Fathers who withhold the blessing, who ignore giving the blessing to their children, I believe do irreparable harm to them. Because listen, the opposite of the blessing is the curse. And dads, we don't have a choice. We offer one or the other. And if we refuse to offer the blessing, by default, we curse our children. So I want us to focus on the story of Jacob and Esau. Remember those two brothers, those two twin brothers? Well, it's interesting that Hebrews chapter 11, that, that great chapter of faith in verse 20 says this By faith, Jacob blessed, I'm sorry, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Now remember their story. It's found beginning in, in around Genesis chapter 25. We're introduced to Jacob and Esau coming out of the womb. We're told that even in the womb, that, that their mother suffered a, a, a painful pregnancy because of the, the fighting going on in, even in the womb, and that, that Esau was the firstborn, and when he came out, Jacob was holding his heel Picturing that struggle. He wanted to be first. He wanted to be the best. He wanted to be the son of the birthright and of the blessing. But, because Esau was born first and Jacob was born second, Esau was entitled to his father's birthright. And Esau was entitled to the primary blessing that his father would give. Now remember... Abraham, Isaac, there's there's a blessing that's coming down. The blessing of which son would be the one through which the blessing of Abraham would come that would bring blessing, that would receive God's blessing first and then would be a blessing to all the peoples of the world. This blessing was incredible. But from the very beginning, what we discover is that Jacob and Esau's family was highly dysfunctional. If you're looking for a perfect family in the Bible, this isn't the one you want to study. If you're looking for the family that may be more like mine and yours, this is the one we want to look at, right? They were highly dysfunctional. Why? Because, well, because Isaac's favorite son was Esau. Rebekah's favorite son was Isaac. And we see in this family the struggle for control and how parental favoritism and and sibling strife created manipulation, deception, dishonesty, and downright treachery in their family. As I said, it began kind of in Genesis 25. Jacob gains, steals, outmaneuvers his brother for the birthright. Now, the birthright in that day meant that the, the, the oldest son got the double portion of the inheritance. So if there were a dozen sons, then, then the oldest son got twice as much as all the other brothers. So in a family with two brothers, what that meant was that the, the, the birthright guaranteed two-thirds of their father's inheritance, of their father's estate, of his lands, of his wealth, of his flocks, we're going to that firstborn child. But Jacob schemed, if you would. Jacob sought for the advantage. And it happened one day when Esau was coming back in from a hunting trip. And Jacob was starving. He said he was famished. And Jacob took advantage of that opportunity. And Jacob went and he, he made a red stew. Now, there, there's some deception in that red stew. All of us have, enjoy a bowl of red beans, right? And the, those red beans kind of turn that broth a little red, giving it the appearance of a little meat, right? A, a meaty broth. And so Jacob shows up and, and he, he says, oh, I mean, Isaac, Esau shows up and, and, and Jacob has this bowl of soup he's prepared. It smells so good. and Oh, it looks like it's going to be rich and meaty and, and, and satisfy his hunger. And right before he takes a bite of that, Jacob goes, oh, wait, just a second. It's not free. It's going to cost you your birthright. It's going to cost you a third of your, half of your inheritance, a third of dad's inheritance. And Jacob, I'm sorry, Esau responds. He's frustrated. He said, well, well that birthright won't mean anything to me if, I'm, if I starve to death here. And the scripture says that Esau despised his birthright. He, he didn't honor it. He rejected it, if you would. And he gave it over to his brother, not for a bowl of beef stew that would really quench his hunger, but for a bowl of bean soup. Esau traded his birthright for a bowl of beans but let's not be too harsh on Esau yet he was still the oldest son right he was still the son of the blessing and in chapter in Genesis chapter 27 their father Isaac is near death and it was time for him to to offer the blessing to his sons now what would traditionally happen would be a father would call in his his sons all of his sons he'd call them all in at one time and he would just go down the line and he would offer his blessing to each one of the sons in front of each of the sons but not Isaac he called Esau in he called him in by himself because of you know, that that favoritism that that dysfunction and he said, Esau, I'm, I'm, my days are, are short. I want you to go out and, and, and prepare for me this, this delicious meaty meal and come back and, and prepare that and we'll share that together and then I'll offer my blessing to you. Well, mom's in the back room, right? On the other side of the tent. And she hears, she sees the deception in the father and so she devises equally a plan. And you know the story. And Jacob goes into his father who can't see. His father recognizes Jacob's voice. He, he, he knows, maybe in the back of his mind, that's not Isaac, but, but all the other evidence is, is there. His, this, this meaty stew, this meaty meal that he's prepared, the, the hairy arms, the smell of Esau's clothes. Oh, his mother had, had done so well to create this deception. And sure enough, Jacob receives the blessing from his dad who thought he was giving it to his oldest son, to Esau. There it is. Jacob had won not only the birthright but the blessing of his father. Now let's pick up the story in 27, verse 30 through 38. Now it came about that as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had hardly gone out of the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau came in from his hunting. Uh-oh. Then Esau made this savory food and meal, and he brought it to his father, and he, he said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you can bless me, Father. And Isaac said to him, Who are you? Wow. Who are you? I'm your son, your your firstborn son. I'm Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and said, Well, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me so that I ate of it all before you came? And I blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. Esau, I can't take that blessing away. When Esau heard these words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Your brother came deceitfully and has taken away your blessing. Then he said, Well, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these Two times, he took away my birthright, and now he has taken away my blessing. And Esau said to his dad, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? But Isaac replied to Esau, Behold, I have made him your master. And all his relatives I have given to him as servants, and with grain and new wine I have sustained him. Now as for you then, what can I do for you, son? And Esau said to his father again, Do you only have one blessing, Father? bless me, even me also. O my Father, So Esau lifted up his voice and he wept. Now, Hebrews tells us that Isaac blessed both Jacob and Esau. But can't you just hear the hurt and the the pain, the need for Esau to be blessed? How desperately the children need the blessing. Of their father Esau wept and he cried out more than once father do you not have a blessing for me even me bless me please bless me my father and while he couldn't take back the blessing he gave to Isaac the blessing that was intended for Esau Isaac understood And Isaac did offer a blessing. He offered a blessing to Esau, but it was a blessing that revealed the future hardships and consequences of one who had despised his birthright and who had lost the blessing of the firstborn. There's so many different layers to this story on Father's Day, but again, I want us to to focus on this idea of the blessing. How desperately our children Desire and need the blessing and the approval of their fathers. Now, be sure you understand that a blessing is more than just a, a few kind words here or there. Rather, through words and actions, the blessing affirms a father's love and delight in their children, and the blessing of the father releases a power. It releases a power within the child that calls out and even shapes the character and destiny of that child. The power of a father's blessing is the power to speak into and to direct the future of your child. It's fascinating as we study the adult lives of Jacob and Esau. They both lived into their blessing. They both lived into what their father spoke over them. And even today, the blessing and the power of a father and a mother's blessing to speak into their children's lives continues to offer life-shaping direction for good and even for bad. Fathers, on this Father's Day, hear your children cry. Father, do you not have a blessing for me? Bless me, even me also, my father. Isaac's question. Well, Esau, what can I do for you? Fathers, maybe that's the same question we should ask ourselves. What what can we do for our daughters? What can we do for our sons? Fathers, bless them. Bless them. Speak words of love and grace and affirmation. Speak words of anticipation into their lives. Build up your children with your words. Don't tear them down. Yes, offer them instruction and discipline, but do so in love and in the wisdom of the Lord. Too many fathers discipline their children in anger which comes across as a curse. You are a mistake. Well, you'll never amount to anything. You are such an embarrassment to our family. Fathers, realize that these words are never, ever forgotten. And they become like a millstone that hangs around your child's neck and they carry it with them for the rest of their lives even after you are dead and gone, inattention, neglect, blame, apathy, absence, being disconnected from your children describes what the curse may look like in your family. A father's curse never relents. It is always at work. And for many of our children becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that they live into. Do not be deceived, fathers. You are shaping the future of your children with either your blessing or your curse. So moms and dads, dads and moms, I challenge you today to bless your children. To bless your children whether they're still in your home or whether they've moved out or whether they even have their own families. Bless them. Bless and speak into their lives in a way that shapes and affirms them who they are created in the image of God. Bless and speak into their lives. Speak into their strengths. Nurture their potential. And some of us, some of us need to begin the heavy work of removing the millstone from our very own children's necks. As we come to understand that our words and our actions have been a curse and not a blessing to our children. Fathers, we can't always draw attention to our kids' weaknesses and to their mistakes. We must offer correction, instruction, and love and in grace. Not in condemnation and not with words, I told you so. Maybe, Dads, maybe you would just begin with these words. Maybe even on Father's Day. I'm sorry that I haven't been the Father that I've needed to be. But from this day forward, I want to bless you and I want to be a blessing. In your life. Fathers and mothers, as long as you have breath, you can start today. Don't wait until that breath is gone. And thank goodness we have the example of our Heavenly Father to look to, who from heaven spoke these words about his son at his son's baptism. Words that were spoken before Jesus began His adult ministry. Words before He accomplished the mission that His Father had sent Him to do. Do you remember? Do you remember that booming voice from heaven? That voice that said, You, you are my beloved Son. In you, I am well pleased. Dads, that sounds like a good place to start. (laughs) Son, daughter, you are my beloved one. And I am so pleased and honored to call you my child. Would you start there? Would you speak these words even today to your children? As I mentioned earlier, may Father's Day be remembered not for what our kids did for us, but what we give to our children a blessing of saying there's no greater privilege in my life than to be your father but there's a struggle that some of us still have you see some of us will never hear words of blessing from our father some of us our fathers are gone and we crave that. Some of us, are, our fathers are still here, but we know that that will not come unless God does a, a mighty work, and maybe God will. But hear these words today. Hear these words for you from your heavenly Father. They're for you today on, on this Father's Day. Son, daughter, you are my beloved and I am proud of you, I I love you, I'm pleased with you, reject the curse that you have been living from under your father or your mother or whatever other person has cursed you, reject that curse and receive these words of love and affirmation from Abba, from your heavenly daddy, And instead, live under His blessing. Live under His blessing, which comes to us through the Son, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our brother. You are a child of God. And finally, we all know someone, don't we, who's being cursed by their parents? Maybe today you would commit to be that instrument of the Lord, to sow blessing and to sow love into their lives. Would you be that mother or father figure that, that speaks words of love and affirmation into their lives? Maybe even some of you have never been a biological parent, but God is calling you to be that spiritual parent to someone today, someone who needs to hear, you are my beloved son or daughter. And I am so pleased in you. Fathers and mothers, let us be men and women of blessing and not of curse today. Let's pray. As we begin this time of prayer, I want these words from the Father just to drift over us for a few minutes. Even for those of you that that have a wonderful earthly Father who has blessed you, I want you to hear these words, each of us, these words from our Heavenly Father. You are my beloved Son. You are my beloved daughter. In you, I am well pleased. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, give us this day, give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, our sins, our our trespasses as we forgive our debtors as we forgive those, even our fathers and mothers, who have sinned against us. And Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, deliver us from this curse. For Yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And Amen. This morning we share together In the Lord's Supper, in front of you there's a little disposable Lord's Supper kit for you. Isn't it great on this Father's Day we get to celebrate God's love, His work of salvation, His blessing in our lives? Oh, what a beautiful blessing that we get to share in today. The Supper is a blessing from the Father, isn't it? It's His idea. came through the Son, but it's the Father's idea. And so we have this gift from the Father today to to partake of, to share together with, so that we might be reminded of His blessing, His blessing of salvation, the blessing that comes through the, the death of the Son, the blessing that calls us to proclaim His death until, guess what, He comes again. So in these moments, let's prepare for the Lord's Supper. If you have trouble removing that top cellophane layer, then just lift your hand. We've got some folks, I'm sure, next to you that would would be willing to help you out. But I want you to take a few moments to prepare to receive the bread. Our custom at First Baptist is to invite all. You don't have to be a member of our church. to To invite all who profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to share this meal with us. So during these minutes, as the piano, the organ play, let us reflect on His body, broken for us. Let us meditate on His shed blood, poured out for us. Confess your sin. Give thanks to the Lord for His cleansing work in your life. Renew your commitment to Him. Follow Him as Lord and Savior. I offer these next moments to you as we listen, as we pray, as we prepare to receive His Supper.